Shut up and sit down. Oh, that's me. Yeah, me too. Totally. <laughs> oh, oh. You're, you're texturing green. I can't talk to poor people. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> has a Samsung. What? And then one of my best friends at the fire station has a Samsung, and he's always crapping on my iPhone. Well, I think because they're jealous, that's probably why. Yeah, because yeah. we're just content and happy with what we have, and they don't understand what that's like. <laughs> yeah man like i i see like i'll text people and i see the green box and i'm like oh man i gotta deal with this now right. that's just yeah. not fun <laughs> my life you guys just don't even get it i'm sorry i'm getting does it mess with anything when i get a text message uh it shouldn't i think if okay. your sound is off you're good well if you see me doing this a lot i'm not finger punching you i'm flipping the thing up so it, because it bothers me when it scrolls down <laughs> oh no no worries man no worries we, we yeah. just finished training I, I just got done coaching. Um, I got my kids' classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so I just got done with my teenagers uh, about an hour ago. So I was cleaning up the gym and stuff and got set up for this, getting ready. Cool, man. Cool. Uh, what, uh, what ages do you train? Man, the youngest I take them is four. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, I'm, I'm still working full-time as a firefighter. Um, so I'm not able to teach as much as I like, but I have curriculum mm -hmm. as, long as, as young as two. Um, okay. And now that only my son gets to train that young but you know um but yeah and then i take them all the way to you know 99 as long as you can still move and then i do personal training and stuff with people so nice man how long and um uh, when did you get into fighting how old were you oh man um my dad grew up on a bad bad part of town uh growing up and he fought every day you know um so you know he went into the Navy and my dad's like, you'd have to meet him. If you go look at the pictures of the videos of the fight, he's like the jacked up Santa Claus behind me. Okay. Yeah. I seen it. Go look. Yeah. That's my dad. So, you know, my, my dad's super cool. He's super nice. I know he comes off like everybody's scared of him, but he's, he's a teddy bear, but he grew up fighting. So, I mean, he understood how important it was for us to know how to do it. And he grew up, you know, street fighting and then he boxed in the Navy and then he got into martial arts. And, um, so, I mean, I was doing push-ups since I was, you know, probably before I could walk, I was probably doing push-ups and stuff like that. So he's always, we've always trained and we've always worked out, you know, so, um, you know, that's what we did as kids. We put on boxing gloves and we'd box with that or, uh, you know, and then as I got older and I was big enough, then I just became his practice dummy. You know, he would go to class because my dad's third degree black belt in Taekwondo, you know. And, oh, wow. Before they used to just hand out belts in that art, you know, is like, you know, he actually earned it. And, um, <clears throat> they, uh, then he got into, uh, Jeet Kune Do. That was kind of his new passion that he got into. There was a guy here, uh, named Debs Laird that trained with, um, Dan Anasanto and Paul Vunak in California. And then he came here and started training people. Oh, wow. And that, I was probably like seven or eight, <clears throat> but you know, I, I went to class with dad and, I was the little training. I was the little kid running around the gym the whole time, you know, trying to imitate him. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I've been talking for three hours. <laughs> Dude, how about uh, I'm watching uh, Bare Knuckle. Dude. What? Hey, wait. Hold on a second. Yeah. What? <laughs> Were you at the show? Have you been one live? 
I haven't been to the live shows yet. I'm a big oh, fan. Bro. I watch them on TV. Right. Let me tell you, <laughs> they are so much better live. It's not okay. even fun. I bet it's uh, it's unreal. And I've seen every type of show you can fight kickboxing. You know, since I was a kid, I've been watching them live on TV. Hands down, it is for some reason, it is so entertaining. And um, I mean, I know why because I do it, so I understand why we fight like we do. Yeah. And um, but mm -hmm. no, it's just it's so raw. But you know, at the same time, the people that are in the sport that I've been around anyway, they're all super nice, and mm -hmm. you know, they all understand that you know what we're doing is kind of monumental. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't compare myself to like a Randy Couture or Chuck Liddell or, you know, guys like that, but I might be fighting with one of those guys right now. You know, the guys that they say, you know, this, this is the guy who brought the sport up, you know, brought it to the modern age or whatever. And I think everybody kind of, kind of understands that and what it means. So, you know, you don't see a whole lot of that, um, you know, trying to clown each other and, you know, acting an ass or being a prick about stuff like you got an attitude you don't see a lot of that stuff and um yeah i've noticed there's a lot of respect between the fighters even all the fights you could see everybody shaking hands and respectful and it's not a you know it's like you said it's it's respect nobody's clowning on each right. other you know but uh, like think about it like this it's almost like we're going and it's not like going to actual war but say we're going somewhere it's pretty much a suicide mission, right? And every one of you are in that same boat. Yeah. You're about to go on that mission. You don't care anymore. You know, it's just like you're all looking at each other and you're a part of that group, you know? And it's like every one of you just knows, like, what I'm about to do is some crazy shit. <laughs> and I don't know what's going to happen. So we all know how we feel with it. And I was talking to somebody about this the other day. It's like there's nothing more manly than two grown men throwing bones oh absolutely nothing on the planet never will be right. you know the only way to make it more manly is if you're drinking whiskey and you have a, a handlebar mustache <laughs> so you know i'm like man and that's what it is because like ever since you were a kid and that's mm -hmm. the way i was raised as as a kid down here in the south it's like oh he took your toy would go fight about it right go take it back from him. you don't you don't want me to handle this y'all figure this out on your own so you know i grew up i had i had 30 something first cousins and wow we just went to throwing bones over stuff you know and it was you got done you got over it it's my toy it's your toy all right you get to keep it. i'm gonna be mad a little bit but then we get over it so right. it's just it's just natural and everybody can relate to it in that sense because everybody's been at least one fist fight oh, of course and yeah. you know not everybody's been in an mma match or a boxing match, but everybody's been in a fist fight, right. and uh, you know they connect to it so well. And uh, I don't know, man, it's just so manly. What did you think of your debut? I mean, it was a big debut, but what was going on like behind the scenes? You know, when you were uh, ready to debut for Bare Knuckle, and you know, what what was going through your mind back there before you walked out into the arena? Yeah, bro, pre-fight, I was so like the day of the fight, I was so nervous. Weigh-ins, I was fine. Um, I didn't have to cut weight. You know, I weighed in four pounds underweight. Oh. Uh, so, we, uh, but the day of weigh-ins, I always have this, or the day of the fight, I wake up, always have this thing. It's like, it's anxiety of what it is, but it feels <laughs> like you got like a fat kid sitting on your chest. 
all day. <laughs> and it feels like your heart's thumping a little harder, man. And I was, man, I was having that so bad. And, uh, you know, I got done and, and I'm confident in my hands and what I do as far as if we're just throwing straight bones, it's like, it simplifies it for me. I like it. Mm -hmm. And, um, we go through and spent the whole day. I finally chilled. I went and had lunch and I had a beer at lunch and ate finally chilled out. And, uh, you know, I got on the bus and, you know, the day before I was super nice to everybody the whole time. I'm usually trying to be nice. And, and I've been talking to Isaac Valley flag, you know, like that dude's yeah. a freaking gigangster, you know, like that. He's so, a beast, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm like introducing myself to him. I'm all fanboyed out, you know, bust <laughs> over. And I'm like, oh, bro. And he's like, yeah, you know, talking about, you know, John Jones and his name and all this. Well, so, like, he gets on the bus. I'm like, man, how you feel? Or he asked me how I feel. And I'm like, man, I'm a little nervous. He goes, yeah. Yeah, me too. Mine just come and go. And I was like, thinking that too. I'm like, mine do too. Because I went back to the hotel and started watching a movie and got distracted. I was relaxed again. Yep. And, uh, you know, and then he, he told me that. And it's, uh, and I knew this the same way, but. It's like to see a guy like that telling you, you know, yeah, I, I, I know what you're talking about, you yep. know. So it's like, all right, you know, it makes you feel better about it. He's you know, well-respected. I, I was talking to Caleb Harris a couple of days ago, and uh, I asked him, I said, you know, if there's any guy on the roster right now uh, that you'd like to throw hands with, who would it be? And he said Valley Flag. He's got a lot of respect for him. He, it would be an honor to get in the ring with him. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's a well-respected guy, it sounds like, from – you know fellow fighters yeah and he's so nice man he's so nice um super cool guy his coach was awesome his coach was a retired uh police fighter uh, police chief and uh so i mean really good people you know and uh but we get to the back you know and that was on the bus over we get to the back and i'm like walking around you know i'm starting to loosen up feel a little better and then i'm finally kind of getting into my zone you know like i'm kind of relaxed and waiting and um I'm in the back, and man, let me tell you, this is kind of a side story, but you know yeah. the chick that was the belt? What was her name, Christine? Oh, yeah, yeah. for okay. uh, Yeah, yeah, Christine. Uh, the, she had the uh, the title fight with Peralta. Yes, yeah, yeah. the one that won. Yeah. Okay, he was in my corner, bro. Let me tell you what this chick did. She came in, walks to the corner, and, you know, she came in a little late, I guess, because she was one of the later fighters. Well, you know, like she walks to the corner and sits down in the corner of the uh, of the room, like in her little space. You know, drops her bag, and this girl's intense, dude. Let me tell you, she is intense. And I'm like, all right, you know, she looks like she's kind of crunk. You know, I'm trying to feed off of her vibe a little bit there. And then, you know, I told her, I said, hey, I said, you ready? And she looked at me into my soul, and she said, boy, I was born ready. <laughs> and I said, oh, shit. And I just backed up and walked away, dude. Stayed completely away from that side of the locker room the whole night. Like, Holy shit. No, not doing dude, that night. What did you think of that the fight? They the had girls? some battle, man. Yeah. Dude, the girls are always the best fights. They killed it. Yeah. They took they took right. the show, man. Girls was... are they're always the best fights. And here's the thing with girls. Like, you know, guys will see it as a sport, but that's not how women see it. They are killing each other. Like, you know how I said all the guys, all the people are cool with each other? Yeah. That's not the same with girls. They really, they're just mean. And especially girls that like to fight, phew, bro, hey, just walk away. If a woman <laughs> talks to you like that, walk away. She will punch you in the face. 
I believe that shit. Yeah. So I just stayed away from her completely. Um, but I was pulling for her. She did pretty good. But she did good. That, she really did. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, so I kind of, you know, kind of got reality checked right there. I'm like, all right, she's intense. I need to kind of match that intensity. So yeah. I'm moving around, you know, well, that day, this is what set me off, dude. And I ought to thank this girl because it completely, completely flipped a switch on me. That day I went with my wife to the polo outlet and I was like, you know, I want to look nice. I'm going to do business. So I got me a polo shirt and some shorts and I had some shoes already because I'm cheap. I wasn't going to buy new shoes. (laughs) I didn't make that much money. So, you know, I'm like walking around in my shoes, kind of minding my own business. And that cut girl, I don't know her name, but she fought on one of them. Okay. Talking about, okay. I know you're talking about. She's in the back. And I'm just walking there, minding my business, you know. And then apparently, I, I feel like she's looking at me, but she's looking through me, obviously. And she's like, I really like that shirt. Okay. So here I am, minding my own business. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, you know, it's just a polo, but whatever. You complimented me. I'll return the favor. So I said, oh, thanks. And she said, oh, I guess yours is all right, too. And turned around and walked off, bro. Roasted me in front of everybody. <laughs> and then, not only that, when she's walking off, she turned around and she said, "Fucking pretty boy." <laughs> oh, 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 dude, let me tell you, I got. I was like, it kind of took me a second. I was a taken aback for a moment, and then I was like, she just called me a pretty boy. She don't think I can fight. She doesn't think I. Can because she thinks so okay so i'm like sitting there stewing on this you know and then i'm like pacing back and forth well then i go back there and i'm in uh the the hawaiian guy's corner uh he's right there next to me um and my dad's back there too and my dad's kind of looking at me i'm like let me tell you what just happened (laughs) and i told him and these guys were listening and they died out laughing and i'm like bro what's so funny and he looked at the big dude and he was like, uh, he was just saying, I'm like, you were just saying the same thing, huh? I was like, you think I'm a pretty boy? You think I can't fight, huh? Is that what it is? You don't think I can fight? And they're still laughing at me. I'm like, all right, all right, I'm going to fucking show y'all pretty boy. Hold on. And <laughs> you did, like, bro. Yeah, a, a switch flipped. And uh, because I didn't like that and I was yeah. being, to me, it was disrespectful because they were taking advantage of it because I was so nice. Right. And, uh, you know, so it's like, you know, I need to let them know who I am tonight. And that's kind of how that started out. You, you certainly ball. did, bro. You came out. I saw you when they announced you. You you were on a mission when you walked to the ring. Like, you could see it. Right. I felt it just watching the show. Like I said, oh, shit, dude means business. Because I could just tell the way you walked to the ring. Right. And much respect for wearing the stars and stripes. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, were you the one that came out? I'm just going off memory. I'm spitballing, but did you come out to Jimi Hendrix? Was Johnny that you, Cash. Johnny Cash? Yeah. Okay. When the, man, when the man comes around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just want to make sure. All right. So you get in the ring, first bare knuckle, got the crowd cheering you on. You're in the ring. What's going on in your head? Right man, before I'm, the bell. I'm trying to get in my mode. Um, you know, I'm trying to get into hero mode. Yeah, um, where I've got that confidence, where I'm moving, I'm not thinking. You know, I always go in. I bounce around a little bit. I usually try and find my grandma. If you see me pointing up in the in the arena, I'm pointing at my grandmother, blow her kisses or whatever. Um, you know, and then you know I strike my hero pose for a second, stare at the camera while I'm in hero mode, and um, 
you know, the whole time I'm in there before, I'm just telling myself, you know, like, let's go, Quentin. Let's do this. It's time to go. Come on, let's do this. Let's do this. You're a bad motherfucker. Yep. You know, just yep. over and over, kind of uh, pep talking myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it worked. You know, I was in there and I was ready to go. And, you know, a lot of it kind of thinks, and, I, and I've always had problems with that in the past. I've never had a problem with my skill, my work ethic, my talent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been my mind. It always has held me back, and especially in big moments, you know, when it's a big fight or something like that. Um, not all the time, but, you know, every time I've had some type of apprehension, and mm-hmm. I didn't have with this. Um, even on the cage show that I was on, you know, I knocked that dude flat out, uh, probably the worst knockout of my career. And uh, But it was – I was still so scared and nervous the whole time. That was yeah. early on. But, uh, you know – I sit back and you know I'm 29 years old. I've been a firefighter for nine years, and and I run into burning buildings, and I have no problem with that, you know. Um, so that's way more dangerous than than you know what I'm Ooh. doing in the cage. Um, it's a good way to put it. And uh, and I, I do it all the time. And then but you know running into burning buildings is my job, and it's it's what I love to do and helping people and stuff. But you know before I go in. You know, I always say a little prayer, and I tell myself, uh, you know, if he didn't want me here, he wouldn't put me here. Got that um, right. So, uh, and that's what I was telling myself there. You know, if he didn't want me in here doing this bare knuckle, I wouldn't be here right now. So, because uh, there are plenty of reasons that that the fight couldn't have happened or shouldn't have happened, and, and they did anyway. So, uh, you know, it's kind of part of my my mental process there. <laughs> what about? Uh, I mean, your game plan was to just go in balls to the wall knock this guy out right away was that you that's the way it looked no so. not at all <laughs> what, all right so what changed that because as a fighter you know you have your game plan but then like it's that natural natural instinct kicks in and you're like you just change gears so what was that moment in the fight where you like i gotta go right now and go Man. after this guy tiger got out of the cage bro let me <laughs> say no um and that's all I can say because, look, you know, I kind of envisioned the whole toe-the-line thing. Like, you know, we start off pretty yeah. close. and You know, they start off in MMA or whatever, they're 20 foot away from you. And it right. doesn't seem like it's a difference, you know. Well, then, one, I'm way too crunk for this, right, going on. David Feldman, right before I went out, because I was first fight, he's back there giving us like a Dana White speech, you oh, know, shit. when Dana White didn't have any money and he had to, you know, like actually be nice to people. So like you know but dave's like all into this and you know he's getting us all fired up and we're just like whoa you know like let's do this and then like boom hero you're up let's go do this and i'm like so i'm like hey i'm about to go get this money you know yeah and uh so there's that and then when we get there and you're standing on that line i mean i guess it depends on how you think but like you're close you're way closer than i thought we were going to be and um you know, I hit him with the, uh, and all I can think in my head was like, I better fucking hit him first. <laughs> you know, because right. he's going to hit me if I don't hit him first. So it was kind of that, and then being a little too, too pumped up, and I just took off, and I started catching him with some shots. And, yeah, uh, and then I kept catching him with him, and I thought I had him hurt. I'm pretty sure I did. Um, but I got too wild, and I, I let that left hand drop, mm-hmm. and he caught me with that first overhand right that dropped me mm-hmm. um funny thing about that because i've never had that happen before um you know i grabbed my knee right afterwards well like he hit me and i don't i guess i don't i didn't realize he, that he had hit me 
but I felt my knee buckle. Like it felt I like saw it that. buckled and just quit working. Yeah. And I was thinking in my head, my knee just blew out. That's why I'm falling down. Oh, shit. So then I dropped to grab it, and then I moved it a little bit, and I was like, oh, it's fine. And I hopped up, moved it around, and I'm like, damn, he just knocked me out. <laughs> that's, oh, wow. like that's what happened i'm like this son of a bitch just dropped me like i was wow. now pissed again and i'm like all right all right let's go and then i jumped back on him bam 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 was hitting him with the uppercuts and uh and thought i was putting him away again with those uppercuts and then i missed one of them and when i missed i just because it was like that was the watusi i was hitting him <laughs> with and uh it missed and i just followed through so much i felt you know i slipped and uh, and then Dan called it a knockdown, and I'm like telling him like, man, I just slipped. It wasn't, a, you know, he didn't even hit me or whatever. But it's too late, you know. He's already counting. So that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Like, all right, well, I said now he's got two knockdowns, and if I slip again, they're gonna call the fight. Yeah. You know, whether it was a slip or whatever, they'll call the fight. And I would have been so pissed if I would have lost like that. So you know, I'm doing that, and then I'm hearing my dad screaming in the corner. He's like, stick to your fucking jab. Use your fucking jab. So then I'm like, all right, I need to get for real. So I come out, and then after that, you can see where I start throwing the jab and taking over the fight. That was the game plan. Okay. That's what I was supposed to do from the beginning. Um, but again, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to put on a show, and uh, you know, so well, I was you definitely did, bro. <laughs> but then right after that, I started working my jab. That's you know, I've got a, I've got a really good jab. I immediately started cutting him up with it, and mm -hmm. uh, he was dodging it. He ended up actually moving away from the jab, so that was opening up for my right hand because I had him cut on this eye. He was trying mm -hmm. to get me to hit this other side, so then I was catching, and then he dropped. And you can see in some of the pictures, somebody's got pictures of like the combination in multiple pictures. Okay. And uh, you can see when he goes to throw it, my hands up and my eyes are real big because <laughs> I'm backed up, and as I'm, I'm, I see it. I'm like, ooh, yeah. synced it. Like we need that to be a meme. And then wow, I went straight through and I just threw it with everything I had, man. You can see I was picking up dirt on the other side of the cage after that. I, I saw it. I saw it. Actually um, when your when your uh knee get when you felt your knee give out, I saw that. I was watching that. I'm like, oh shit. I actually thought you were done at that point. Yeah. I thought like he was gonna, you know, come after you and, and that was gonna be it. So I was very shocked how you came back, man. You came back strong. And then that last punch that you, when you knocked him flat out, I mean, it looked like you put all your body weight into that, that last punch because you went, like you said, you went across the ring and almost fell down. Yeah, well, I, I almost fell down because I was being a jackass trying to celebrate too early. <laughs> if you look closely, that was yeah. my pride I was tripping on. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> I caught it. I caught it out before it fell out the ring. That was me diving out. I caught it and then put it back on. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, um, man, let me, it, that's, you know, everybody's talking about that was right on the button, you know, and most people don't realize what that means. And, uh, but when you hit somebody there and it's on the button, you can feel their soul leave their body. Damn. It's, it's a little bit of resistance and then it's a click and then no resistance. Wow. And when you feel that, you know, no man is coming back. You've, you've hit the button. So before I even finished the combination, you know, following all the way through, I was turning around, letting them know, hey, he's done, um, you know, and then I was just super crunk after that. Yeah, I don't blame you, man. What was the, uh, 
So what was it like, you know, having that that moment, knockout, victory, starting the show off? I mean, I'm sure Feldman was very happy. What a way to start the the event off with that kind of knockout. What was, like, the reception backstage when you got back? Bro, everybody was stoked. Um, like, Melvin Gillard, which is cool. You know, he's a big, you know, vet UFC guy and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, hey, bro, you know, he's hitting me. Isaac's in the back. He's like, yeah, I love a fight. You know, they're, like, all crunk about it. You know, and, like, ain't nobody calling me pretty boy no more you know right. that's that's what i wanted to prove oh mm-hmm. and the cut girl let me there's a little you know ending chapter to this one she's my cut girl in the fight oh that's the best so i walk over there and i'm over the ring you know and she's looking at me or whatever and she's like you get are you bleeding anywhere i was like i don't think so i was like am i cut and she's looking and she's like no nah, you don't have any cuts i said i'm still pretty Anna. <laughs> yes nice she kind of looked at me in the face like I said, I fucking heard you call me a pretty boy. I said, you didn't think I could fight like that, did you? And she was like, no, not like that. And then I <laughs> stormed awesome. off again. It was, yeah, so I had that that moment. That's an awesome story, man. That's really funny. Got roasted <clears throat> by the bare knuckle uh, cut girl. Man, got my redemption in the same night. She was gracious about it, though. She accepted she was wrong, so, you know. All right. Well, you... Bad. you you definitely proved the wrong after that fucking right. knockout, dude. She's so, another one that'll punch you in the face. You gotta watch out for her. Yeah, I'll make sure when I'm at the event, I'll wear a mask because I think if one of them <laughs> right. punches me in the face, I'll be knocked the fuck out. She'll, <laughs> yeah. But I, I'll tell you, um, I heard there was a lot of contracts that have been given out. We heard Bigfoot Silva's the biggest name, uh, recent name, that was signed by uh, Dave Feldman. And I heard there was many others that uh, going out there. I see Feldman's tagging certain people on uh, his Instagram. You know, there's more names coming, and he's tagging Rumble Johnson. Uh, he's tagging Hector Lombard. So I'm wondering if these guys are going to be some of those contracts that were signed. Have you heard anything? Man, I'm like a mushroom. They just, you know, keep me in the dark and feed me shit. I just, <laughs> just sit in the, I just sit in the corner and grow. You know what I mean? Um, I don't really get involved in a lot of that. I know, like I've been, I've been really entertained with all the stuff on Instagram and stuff here lately. You know, like, um, you know, commenting back with some of the fans and stuff on their comments, and uh, you know, that's some people got some really good ones. You know, um, some guy was saying I was the most stereotypical boxer, and he's like this guy from like 1867 Queensberry or some shit or whatever. Shit. But you know, so that's all fun and games and all, but, you know, and then you got some of these guys that are going to comment on there like, oh, line him up, you know, sign me up, and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Uh, great for them if that's, you know, their ploy and that's what they mm-hmm. want to do. Um, I'll fight anybody, so it doesn't matter to me. I don't pick who I fight. Yep. Um, you know, I feel like this is a sport, and it's it's not like this in MMA, but this sport is one of those you don't have to talk in. Um, and not yet, anyway. It hasn't mm-hmm. turned to that. Um, so, you know, I'm just happy to be here. You know, that's like I told Mr. Mort. He was talking yeah. to me. I'm like, look, bro. I was like, I'm just happy to be here. That's it. Just oh, yeah. Whatever you can do. And, you know, they were all super helpful. Um, you know, I'd like to be, you know, tell people I was, a, you know, the first bare-knuckle champ from Louisiana or – you know, something like that. And I, I want to fight those guys, um, you know, but I, as far as Facebook call outs and Instagram call outs, I'm not getting in some childish, you know, Twitter battle 
with some dude I don't even know, and I might like if I got to hang out with. Right. You know, they'd probably like me. I'm fairly likable. <laughs> you know, so. Oh yeah. You know, it, it doesn't have to be like that. And. Um, Bro, I'd I, invite you out for a whiskey with me, as long as I know you you got my back. Anybody acts out of line, you just fucking knock right. them out for me. Yeah. Hey, bro, but when I, people go out with me, they don't fight. Nobody <laughs> fight. Ever. I got a little buddy who's like 130 pounds. He's like one of the baddest little son bitches you ever mess with. He's crazy. And uh, every time he goes out, he gets in a fight. Every time he goes out, you know. So, like, I go out with him. I'm like, hey, bro, we're getting in a fight tonight. <clears throat> I love to fight. But I'm grown, so I don't get to do stuff like that all the time. <laughs> so, which this was years ago, you know. But then he doesn't. We go out. We can't get in a fight with nobody nobody i'm like dude what's going on he's like well nobody will mess with me because you're with me and i'm like that, that's gay <laughs> like we came to fight i'm like i'm not gonna get into the fight with them i'm just you know like i'm gonna let you fight them but yeah it's just crazy how people are you know, how you big are you that. what's your what's your size uh man i got different i got different stages of uh of evolution depends <laughs> on what it depends on what form i'm in you know um I've uh when I quit working out and I'm eating and I say quit working out, I never quit working out because I'm always coaching and stuff. Yep. But um you know, at the beginning of this year I got up to about two forty five. Um Shit. right now, like for this fight I started training and eating better. I was I was two eleven and I was eating pretty hearty, you know. Yep. So um, you know, if I'm training hard and I'm at a, my normal weight's probably about two oh five. If I'm okay. eating and then just pushing really hard, I can lean out pretty good at 205. But yeah. I mean, at MMA, I always fought at 185. But 205, there's 205, and then there's 205 country strong. Right. And you you got that country strength. Right. Yeah. So that's like getting there. that's like getting hit with a, a block of cement. That's what right. that's like. Yeah. 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 Oh, meat hammers. <laughs> Who would you want to fight? Would you like um, guy? Like a crossover. Let's say somebody from boxing or somebody from the UFC. Who would you like to see crossover? And if you had the opportunity to fight them, ooh, ooh, this is a good question. Are we looking for like idols or people that I would like to punch in the face? Anything you want, whatever, whatever comes to mind that you were like. You know what? I would like to see this guy cross over to Ben Knuckle, and I'd love to get into it with him. And let me fight him. Oh man, that is such a good question. That is such a good question. Yeah, man. I mean, are you a boxing fan as well, or just uh, MMA? Yeah. Yes, okay. I am a fan. Um, so there's some heavyweights out there, man. You know, uh, Chris Ariola just—I uh, think he's retiring from boxing, man. Because he just lost yeah. his last fight. But that's a big boy. Yeah, yeah. I don't seem I don't seem interested in the you know. He's not going to get the same kind of paychecks and bare knuckle. Yeah. Uh, I guess it depends on how he managed his retirement. Right. <laughs> uh, right. But, you know, or he might just want to prove himself and do it, you know, kind of like I did when I first got into it. So, but man, that would be a good one, you know, and I would never want to fight this guy, but I would love to watch him uh, fight bare knuckle. Would have been um, Andre Arlovsky before he got his chin clicked. What? Oh, and Pitbull, bro. Andre Arlovsky. And um, one of my favorites um, would have been Frankie Edgar. I think mm -hmm. Frankie Edgar would be. Whoo, I'm, I'm super gay on Frankie Edgar. Uh, <laughs> he's like 
favorite fighters ever. But beast. he would be so sick and bare knuckle if his if he's got good hands. Not I'm not <laughs> throwing hands. I mean like healthy hands yep. that aren't going to break. If he had good hands, and bro, mm-hmm. uh, Robbie Lawler. Oh yeah. If I could, if I could uh, get a fight with Robbie Lawler. Ooh, I love Robbie Lawler. That would be like an idol fight type of deal, and uh, that would be a huge challenge for me because his. I feel like he's probably the hardest puncher in the UFC in any weight class just from his technique and the thump and the shots he throws he's the hardest puncher that I've ever seen and uh, man he would just be so vicious in this bare knuckle stuff because he's so super strong and tough but uh, I got a lot of respect for Robbie too Um, he's one of those champs that just never talked about anything he just did it Mm -hmm. and uh, it is business no but Man, he'd be sick at this, and uh, I'd like to fight him. Um, just to say I did it, you know, because that would be a big deal for me to try and, you know. Uh, but man, and then I'd like to watch Hendo. If Hendo could have gotten into this, mm-hmm. you know, um, he's older now, and I'd like to just see him retire. And, you know, he's kind of like my old grandpa, like don't beat up my dad, you know, type of deal. <laughs> Do that, you know. Um, you know, he was one of my idols. You know, that would be a uh, that would be cool. I don't know. I mean, I, question. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident uh, in Feldman, man, because, I mean, he's he's definitely pulling strings, man. He's getting big names to come over, and I think it's just the beginning. Obviously, he said there's way more that are coming over, and I be- definitely believe it. Bigfoot was a good signing. Bigfoot's actually, he's local uh, to me because I'm in uh, Boynton Beach, Florida, and they train an American top team in Coconut Creek. Right. They're like right. 15 minutes from me. So, yeah. uh and then like Hector Lombard, he's he's a cool dude. I used to train in the same gym as Hector. Uh, yeah, Hector Oka. would uh, Hector would come to Monroe and come to our little charity event that I boxed for. Oh, cool! Uh, so I got to meet him before. He's um, a good dude, man. Yeah, and you know that you know if, if you knew if you met David Feldman and talked to him and saw how he did business and stuff, you know you you understand how he's making the moves that he's making. Yeah, um, because he is super genuine. Um, He's not somebody who's going to try and just talk you to death and charm your pants off. He's to the point with mm-hmm. what he's saying, um, and uh, but it's in a, a genuine way, you know. Yeah. And, uh, so you understand. And then when he comes to talk to you, it seems sincere. Um, mm-hmm. You know, after the fight was over, we did uh, before I even stepped out of the cage, you know, or the ring. He had hopped up there and he was like, you know, Quentin, come here, and you know, he hit me with like a little slap, you know, and he was like, hey, bro hell of a fight i want you back in november and it was awesome. before i even got out you know and um so you know it's stuff like that um yep. and just the way that they handle everything and it's and he the way he wants it to be is uh you know and he told us in the back he said look i don't care if you win mm-hmm. or if you lose i don't give a shit who wins or who loses um all i care about is that you fucking fight Yep. that's it that's all you got to do he said if you come in he said I got a guy who's lost three times and never won on my shows but I'm putting him on the next one because he comes back and he fights and I said that he said that's what this is about putting on the shows he said you know, mm-hmm. you know so you have that feeling to where you're just like well who gives a shit yeah well he's smart Feldman know. he's a very smart businessman because you know if you right. look at the state of boxing although boxing has the welterweight division, which is their money-making division. The heavyweight division is starting to come back around with guys like Fury, guys like Wilder, now Ruiz, you know, popping up, being the underdog story. But, you know, 
boxing has that reputation of a lot of decisions, a lot of fights that are just, you know, point fights and nobody's getting knocked down. And, you know, there's a, for the common fan, um, it's boring sometimes, you know, a lot of times. So I like Feldman's approach with the, with the bare knuckle, total line, close quarters, you know, and go there right. to fight. So it's going to be entertaining win, lose, or draw, which they can't draw anyway. So it's win or lose, it's going to be an right. entertaining fight, which is absolutely well set up, well set up. Right. I think he's he's right on the money, man. Well, in MMA and boxing, you know, one loss on your record is so detrimental. Yeah. Um, so that weighs on your mind. So what you end up getting is a bunch of guys who are just trying not to lose. They're not trying to win. They're just trying not to lose. Right. Uh, you know, so it takes away the excitement. But when it's like, hey, if you lose but put on a hell of a fight, I'm going to pay you again. You're yeah. going to keep your job. You know, you're going to have a job the next time the show comes around. You know, mm-hmm. just give me what you got, and, and I'll honor that and respect it. So, And that's kind of the vibe that's always in the back with these guys, and that's why that's why you see people fight the way they do. Yeah. Um, that has a lot to do with it. What is the next event in November? I haven't gotten a date yet. I think they're wanting to do it in Biloxi. So, um, okay, cool. You know, we're seeing what uh, I'm trying to look at. I'm actually opening a second location for my gym. I own a gym here in Louisiana, Gracie Baja. And I'm, I'm looking at opening a second location, like right at the moment. Um, and then I actually want to, you know, I want to make a commitment to the bare knuckle. We're going to talk contract negotiations and stuff next week. And, you know, Great. when we make that commitment, I'd like to have, uh, you know, I'd like to have a good two or three months of just steady training without the pressure of knowing a fight was coming on just to specifically train on bare knuckle mm-hmm. um, because you don't have bare knuckle gyms to go train at right. so everything I'm having to do with training is just stuff you know you're picking up with guys going to train with guys like Johnny and you know you're picking each other's brains mm-hmm. um, so it, it's a different game so I'd like to be able to kind of recalibrate I took the fight on 28 days notice this time so there wasn't really much time to train or, or do much um, but there's a lot that I learned in that fight about myself and about the Good. sport. And, um, you know, I would I just don't want to be rushed fine-tuning those. Yeah, especially the dirty boxing. You know, I was uh, I, I talked to uh, Jim Allers a couple of days ago. And, you know, he had that big knockout in the, uh, in the main event with Leonard Garcia. And what I noticed about Allers, because you saw the fight, he came out like a pit bull, you know, firing away. And a lot of he did a lot of dirty boxing, but it, very well. You know, he grabbed the back of Leonard Garcia's neck, and he was just blowing uppercut after uppercut on this guy nonstop. Right. You know, so I, I see like that. If you have that ability to get inside and dirty box right away, man, that's that's a game changer right there. Right. And you got to train. You got to train for somebody trying to clinch you like that. Yeah. You know? and- that's something. I mean, I feel like I do a lot of that in MMA. You know, you should have a natural instinct when somebody hooks the back of your head to immediately swoop right out, you know, right. so that you bent that elbow getting in there and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, that all just comes down to your training. But that's another thing, too. You know, I didn't I didn't have anybody to sit in here and spar with that I could clinch and hit. You know, when I yeah. was sparring, I was sparring with boxers. Gotcha. And, you know, totally different game. So yeah. I'd like to have the time to recalibrate and set my sights right and take off. Um and that would be great, but we'll see, you know. Um, you never know what's going to happen. So That's right, man. How can my uh, listeners find you on social media and interact with you? Uh, on Facebook, I got a fan page, Quentin the Hero Henry. 
on what is it see twitter i'm the hero henry um instagram it's just hero henry and then on snapchat it's hero henry um hit me up follow me i i try to respond to everybody um like i'm a firefighter so uh you know i get a lot of downtime here and there so i don't mind taking the time and you know giving people feedback i know i know a lot of fighters don't do that but i've always fanboyed out on fighters and they never reply to my comment and you know i'm like dang but then when they do like brandon vera yeah a dude replies to my comments if i put something down that's good like so he reads it he'll reply or like or something and i'm like bro that's tight so that's now cool. i follow everything he does you know so you know that's really cool man and and thank you for uh taking the time out of your busy day to be on the podcast uh it was definitely a pleasure talking to you brother hey no problem man i'll come back anytime yeah let's do it again man let's chat before your big november fight i'm sure you'll find out some information i'll check you out on instagram and see what the news is and we'll talk right. about it awesome brother appreciate it all right man it was a pleasure bro later man take care man <laughs>